0: This episode is dedicated to the late, great Chadwick Boseman, and for everybody else out there fighting cancer, may God bless y'all and stay strong. 42, coming up on the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, a podcast about movies. Welcome to the Good, Bad, and the Ugly, a podcast about movies. And before I start, I just want to thank all y'all for tuning in, for listening it really does mean a lot, you know. Uh, I also want to apologize for the delay of this episode. It's just just so much going on, and within this week and everything. So I truly apologize. I'll do my best to not be so late with these episodes anymore. But uh, moving on. So forty two, released April twelfth, twenty thirteen. Forty two is uh It's about Jackie Robinson. Breaking the barriers and becoming the first African-American in in Major League Baseball, MLB, by signing with the Brooklyn Dodgers. And um, this movie is very special because, you know, it shows everything that Jackie had to overcome to be a Brooklyn Dodger. Um, You know, he had to overcome abuse and racism from fans and opponents and even his own fellow teammates and eventually he he unites his team and he earns his place, not only in MLB, but also in the history books of becoming an aspiring leader for everybody, you know? So, yeah. That's overview of the film. Um I just I have to say, Chadwick Bozeman, my goodness, I mean this guy I, I want to give him that crown of being able to play any biop like being able to play a real person in any biopic film because this guy just kills it. I mean, he has forty two. He has uh, where he plays um, Thurgood Marshall. He plays James Brown. I mean, this and and he has some. More upcoming films that he was going to do, which are like more biopic films as well. His last one that will be released soon is another biopic film that he takes part of, and it should be released this November or mm, or sometime next year. And it's um I had I had it in my head, but I forgot about it. I forgot the name of it. Um, I think it's called. Ma's Bottom Blues. So it's very interesting. Can't wait to check it out. But speaking of uh, Chadwick Boseman, let's dive into the cast. So cast, obviously Chadwick Boseman plays Jackie Robinson. I don't really think I need to dive into this man's cinematography, but I, I will for the sake of it. Chadwick Boseman, obviously Black Panther, 42. Marshall, Get On Up. So he has a, oh, what is it, 41 Bridges? So, I mean, very respectable films. Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, Star Wars. Harrison Ford plays as manager Branch Ricky. We have Nicole Bahari as Rachel Robinson, Andre Holland as Wendell Smith, and Lucas. Black as Pee Wee Reese. Um, I didn't really dive into the whole cast, just pulled out some of the cast members that really stuck out to me. Or characters that really stuck out to me. Lucas Black, um, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, Friday Night Lights. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I could think of for him. Movie budget. $40 million. And it grossed 27 million in the opening weekend 95 in the u.s. and 97 worldwide so um with this i I want to say not only did did it double but it made a little bit more than just doubling the numbers or doubling its budget so yeah that's really good movie awards Three wins and 20 nominations. One of the wins. The the three wins. I'm sorry. The three wins that 42 has won. Winner of the 2013 African American Film Critics Association for um, Best Film. Winner of the Ho Chi Film Award for Best Foreign Language Film. And winner at Key Arts Award for Best Audio slash Visual Technique. The movie review. So, um, on Metascore it has a healthy green score of sixty-two. So yes, a lot of people love this film. Um, on on Metascore and on Rotten Tomatoes it got an eighty percent. With an audience score of 85%. A couple of the reviews. Boseman anchors the movie. 42 doesn't disappoint on the dramatization of Jackie Robinson and what he had to go through. One of the all-time great sports movies. Earnest, righteous, historically accurate, and often entertaining. So, yeah, a lot of people don't have, obviously from the um, reviews and the scores it has, this movie just does not miss. I mean, it's head-on. It's exact on point. Chadwick Boseman doing his thing, man. This movie shows shows his breakout skills. This movie is his breakout into Hollywood. And he just does amazing in this film. It's just... I can't really. If you see, I've seen the movie 42, I can't really explain how, how great he does in the film. Like, like words alone of me trying to explain this just does not do, do it justice. You have to watch this film if you haven't seen it. And you, you see how he breaks into Hollywood with this film. Point blank, period movie facts so um for this episode I've, I've and for this episode i've done a couple of movie facts and i've also put a couple of real facts in here that that um uh, i guess kind of i'm kind of a my brain kind of not working right now a little bit but i can't think of the word i guess that that are uh, obtained to The real life Jackie Robinson. So I have real facts and movie facts in here. So a couple of the movie facts. Well, What are you talking about, man? Okay. All these facts are real. My fault. All these facts are real. I guess I'm just trying to say is the difference of Chadwick Boseman and other actors in this movie, what they had to do, and yada, yada, yada. And then Jackie Robinson's real-life stuff. So, yes, that's what I meant. Moving on, let's go into this. Movie facts. Chadwick Boseman was working extensively to fulfill this iconic role by going to baseball training five days a week for five months. And he actually had um, sit-down talks, meetings, meetings, with Jackie Robinson's wife trying to um I guess understand what type of a man he was and the characteristics he had. And you can actually see this and it and, and you can actually see how talking to Jackie Robinson's wife helped Ch- Chadwick fulfill um Mr. Robinson's shoes or Mister Robinson's role in this movie. Like he you can just tell from when when they're off the, when he's off field and he's talking with his wife, you can see the influence Miss Robinson had on this film. So I thought that was really interesting. And I thought that made like a lot of sense as well when whenever you would see um, Rachel Robinson and Jackie Robinson have their scenes together. I thought it was very powerful and I just I just I just felt the the great vibe they had between the two. The next film, fact, I have this film broke the record for highest box office opening weekend by a baseball movie. I thought that was really interesting. And I also thought what was really interesting was the leader before 42. And the leader before 42 was the movie Benchwarmers. How many of y'all out there seen Benchwarmers? Can you believe that? Or like, is that movie really that good? Like, I, I enjoy that movie now. Don't get me wrong. I, I like that movie. I think it's really funny and everything. Um, from from the old ass dudes trying to play with these little ass kids to the uh, to want to that Dominican guy having that fake birth certificate that was written in crayon saying I am twelve. That was just hilarious. So yeah, this, this movie forty uh not 40, not 42 bench warmers really is funny, but I didn't know it did so, so hot in the, uh, in so hot in the, for having like the highest box box office opening weekend by a baseball movie. So that's kind of crazy. Um, if anything, I would have thought the baseball movie that took it, that took that would have been, um, field of dreams with Kevin Kaufner, or even my personal favorite um, major league which is about the Cleveland Indians which is how I became a Cleveland Indians fan so I don't know it just it just blew my mind how bench warmers took took the first uh took that record before 42 came out and so currently right now 42. Highest box office opening weekend by a baseball movie. Next movie fact we have is that um, this is Harrison Ford's second time playing a biopic, playing a biopic role. Um, I don't remember his first film where he played a biopic role, but this is apparently a big deal because a lot of people uh, put it on the internet. So yeah. Now we're going to dive into the cup, into the baseball facts and a couple of Jackie Robinson facts. I think I got like one in here about Jackie Robinson. But moving on, let's go. Let's, let's, let's get it. So for for those of y'all that don't know, they aren't really big into baseball like that. The league, the whole league, not just the Dodgers, the L.A. Dodgers, but the whole league has retired the number 42 and every year or every yeah every year every every baseball season since 1997 they've had a day known as Jackie Robinson Day in which everybody wears number 42 both teams are wearing 42 um it's, and it's also typically held on April 15th it's like a tradition in baseball now. Uh, um, it's worked itself into being a tradition in baseball. And I enjoy it. And so do a lot of people. So, yeah. And my last fact is the Jackie Robinson fact. Is the, is this certain Jackie Robinson fact that just stood, stood out to me? And I feel like I, I didn't. I'm surprised because, you know, I never, I never knew this. I don't know how many of y'all know this but it was very interesting to me so um jackie robinson was in the army and his battalion the 761st tank battalion was the first black tank unit to see combat in world war ii but jackie didn't get to fight in world war ii or really be a part of this unit. Because he was court-martialed. Now, why was he court-martialed? You know, uh, uh, from what a lot of people know, Jackie Robertson was a good guy. And you know what? He is a great guy. Or he was a great guy. So the reason being he was court-martialed is basically because he refused to go to the back of the bus, in a unsegregated bus. That's pretty much short term of it. I really didn't really dive into it too much, but if I'm doing this short paint point blank period, that's what it was. And you know, I guess his original uh, leader of his unit didn't want to charge him for that, so they moved him. So they moved him to. The 761st Tank Battalion in which his commanding officer, that commanding officer, charged um, Jackie, not for that, but instead charged him for public drunkenness and other miscellaneous things. And the funny thing is, Jackie never drank alcohol in his life. So basically... Basically, they didn't like the way how he stood up for himself and for racism in an unsegregated bus. Are you kidding me? So they want to charge him with something else. So it just shows how how much Jackie Robinson had been fighting the fight. And it's just so insane that, it, that that would even happen, you know. But moving on to the next segment, things I would change about this movie. I wouldn't really change much about this movie. I would only change one thing, and the thing I would change is that I would like the film to be a little bit longer than it was. Um, the movie was the movie is, I guess, like an average two hours or so. But um, yeah, I would have extended the film just a little bit longer, at least oh. Let me just backpack a little bit. I I believe this film covered his first and second season, or only his first season, with the Brooklyn uh, Dodgers. But I would have liked to see the film end where Jackie wins his World Series. Like, extend it all the way to where he wins his World Series. Then, I guess, just end it right there. But, yeah. I just just wanted to see that, you know. Um, I believe he took his... Uh, first or second season, I believe it took the Dodgers all the way to to the um either 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 the pennant or all the way to the World Series. But the loss of the New York Yankees, which I mean were unstoppable back then, and in the nineties they had a good run. And it looks like they're looks like they've they're starting to get back up there soon too. So yeah. They also had a good run during the 2000s, too, with, with A-Rod and uh, Jeter. So, top five things. So, I'm just going to do this, I guess, in any order I want to, huh? Yeah, because I, I was trying to figure out what order I wanted to do, the top five. But, um, you know, what? I'll just start from five and work my way down all the way to number one. So... Number five, I put the toughness and endurance that Jackie Robinson goes through in this movie. You know, it, it shows how much racism he faces on and off the field. You know, um, there's, like, certain scenes, you know, he, um, even, like, the very opening scene where he's playing for the Negro Leagues and I believe he's playing for the Kansas City Monarchs, I think. Not too sure. And um, they stop at a gas station in the middle of nowhere, and they're like this broke shanty town looking gas station. And he tries to go into the bathroom, and the door says "whites only." And the gas tenant, you know, he's like, so he sees Jackie walking to the bathroom. He's like, "Hey, boy, you know you can't go in there." So Jackie turns around and says, Hey, st- stop pumping gas. We're gonna go to a different gas station. I'm not dealing with this right now. And this shantytown gas station knows they need the business bad. So he's like, the gas station is like, you know what, never mind. You can go ahead and use that bathroom. Go ahead. Hurry up. So he like he has to deal with that. He has to deal with like the baseball team not not being able to stay in a ho- in a nice fancy hotel because because the Dodgers have um, Jackie Robinson on the team, you know. There's like a certain scene in this film I'll talk about it a little bit when because I have it in my top five. There's like a certain scene where like a father and son are talking about certain baseball players. And it looks like they have a nice, simple conversation, you know, a nice bonding conversation. And then Jackie steps onto the field and you see the father flip the switch and call Jackie Robinson, all types of names, saying that they don't want him here. And the little boy looks scared and doesn't know. He looks confused. He doesn't know what to do. And he eventually decides to join his dad and starts screaming racial slurs at Jackie just like his dad's doing. So uh, to me, that scene is very interesting and shows what sort of influence you have on the younger generation. So, yeah. I mean, just, yeah. The stuff that Jackie Jackie Robinson had to go through. And another scene that was very powerful um, was, I guess, one of the games, maybe his first game or second game, something like that he's playing against the, um what was it, Cincinnati? He's playing against Cincinnati and he's dealing with the manage, manager, you know, yelling at him and stuff. And uh, saying with some slurs, he doesn't belong in baseball, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to talk about that scene a little bit more in my top five. Because I also have that scene in my top five. But I have a bunch of scenes in my top five. So, yeah. Oh, speaking of that, it's, that's my next one. So number five was the toughness and the toughness and the endurance Jackie Robinson goes through in this movie, the racism he faces on on, on and off the field, doing something special and handling so much that I'm not that I, that not a lot of people can handle. So Jackie Robinson was very strong, very powerful. Number four, the scene. Where Jackie smashes his bat in the dugout hallway. That scene right there, man. It just shows how powerful. uh, Or shows shows how powerful and how great acting skills Chadwick Boseman has. Along with Harrison Ford. So let me break down the whole scene for y'all. So this is what I was talking about. So in this scene Jackie Robinson is up is up at bat and the opposing manager Ben Chapman uh for the Cincinnati Reds he's screaming all types of things to Jackie saying some real degrading things man some real nasty degrading things and Jackie's just taking it like a champ and you know, he finally. I think he strikes out. No, he he hits the ball and it's a pop up, so it's an easy catch and he's out. And then, you know, once he's once he's out, he's walking back to his, to his dugout and the manager keeps screaming some more stuff at him. You know, you don't belong here. This is a white man sport. Blah blah blah. So, Jackie takes a bat, walks into his dugout. Goes into the hallway of his dog dugout, dugout, where nobody can see him, and then smashes the bat and just lets out all his anger and frustration. He can feel it. And that um, branch, Ricky uh, Harrison Ford's character, walks to uh, Jackie to try to talk to him, and Jackie's like putting up like a big, huge wall, saying, "Stay away from me." And next, the next cracker that talks to me, I'm gonna split his head open. And you know, Branch is just able to calm him down and help Jackie get get himself back together. And like, and like I said, this this scene was just very powerful. It just shows like the acting skills Chadwick Boseman has and Harrison Ford has, and they make a good, pretty good duo in this film. If I if I do say so myself, number three. The relationship between Jackie and Rachel Robinson, as I said before, you can you can really see how pivotal Miss Robinson's influence was from the interactions she's had with Chadwick when they both sat down and met met each other. You can see how how well she described Jackie Robinson to Chadwick Boseman and. Saying how great of a man he was, and everything like that, because Chad, Chadwick, Chadwick plays um, this character so dang, so damn great, and like the like the love, the love interest they have, or the love interest, or love interest um, relationship vibe, all those words just plays out on the screen so well. I'm like, I love watching a film and I love when the acting is so great that I get sucked into it. And that's how I feel with the um, with the act with the scenes with Rachel and Jackie. You know, you, you really do feel the love they have for each other. And it's all because of how how great Chadwick Boseman has it with his acting skills and the influence of Mrs. Rachel Robinson. Number two A scene that really stuck out to me is where Pee is where Pee Wee has a conversation with Jackie. You know, like um this is this goes into this scene this scene plays right after the scene where the father and the son are are interacting and, and having a an bonding moment, and then Jackie steps onto the Jackie steps onto the field. The father saying, of so Slurs, He doesn't know what to do, so starts doing the same thing. Then this scene then this scene comes up and Pee Wee walks up to Jackie, puts his arm around him, and he says, You know what? Thank you, Jackie. And, you know, he he thanks Jackie for showing he thanks Jackie and Jackie's like what are you thanking me for and and Pee Wee points up to the stands or crowd and he's like I got family up there and I want to thank you for showing them who I am so I, I enjoyed that scene and then he says you know maybe tomorrow we will all wear 42 and I like that scene a lot because I don't know I just think that uh, I first of all, I think that scene relates to how literally everybody wears 42 on Jackie Robinson day so that's where a that's where I think that comes from and b you know, I thought like that just helps shows the f- what the future of what the major League baseball is going into so yeah, I like that scene a lot And finally my number one. The way Chadwick Boseman portrays Jackie, a strong, fearless individual breaking the barriers. And you can feel that presence through the screen. You just see how strong Jackie Robinson is or how strong Chadwick portrays Jackie Robinson. He he murdered this role. He did such an amazing job. And because of this movie, he breaks into Hollywood and does and shoot, I wanna say the rest, but y'all know the rest. So yeah. That's my number one quick review. Number five, the toughness and endurance that Jackie Robinson goes through in this film. The hallway scene where he smashes his back is number four. Number three, the relationship between Jackie and Rachel Robinson. Number two, the pee-wee conversation scene. And number one, Chadwick portraying Jackie. My last two I have, Does It Deserve a Sequel and Hollywood Shuffle. So, Does It Deserve a Sequel? No, you know, there's no need for a sequel. This movie ended to a perfection. You know, like I said earlier, I wish the movie would have ended to where he has first World Series, but it is what it is. It's still a great film in my eyes, and probably the best baseball film ever made. I said it. If y'all got a problem with me? Come at me. But yeah, no need for a sequel. No need at all. And finally, the Hollywood Shuffle. You know, I thought about a Hollywood Shuffle, but you know, in respect of Mr. Chadwick Boseman, I would not be doing a Hollywood Shuffle for this film. Just don't have the need for it. Instead, I just want to take this time to say thank you to him. You know, thank you, Mr. Mr. Boseman. You really are a big influence on a lot of people out here, and you made such iconic movies out here. And great movie roles, you will never be forgotten. So thank you so much, Mr. Chadwick Boseman. And I also want to take this time to, to thank certain uh, individuals that I know, these certain individuals or certain young entrepreneurs that I know that are out here, that are young African-American males out here doing their thing. So take this time I thank uh, to shout out Garius Waller for I know he got some personal business that he don't really want to talk about, but I know he's it's um entrepreneurial business, so you know, keep doing your thing, youngin'. I really am uh proud of you for doing that. He also has his podcast going on, Lovable A holes You know, he says, you know, he's so he's such a humble guy saying, Oh no, it's ours. No man, you came with it. We just sat down. I'm just there to help you out any way I can. So congrats with this Lovable a holes podcast. It's getting bigger and bigger, and I'm proud of you, Garius. want to talk to my man, Demo, Darrell Morris. I appreciate you too, man. You know, you've done such a hit. I'm not going to put, you, put your whole life story out there like that, but if you ever have a sit-down conversation with, with Demo, man, you just know how much he's endured and gone through. And I applaud this man. This guy, this this man, this being this beautiful soul of his, not a lot of people going are that strong or can even handle what he's gone through. So for him coming up, having his young CEO, um, you know his young CEO brand and also having his own personal stuff going on and how he's just climbing and has such a, such a great hunger for the for for the grind and for the hustle. Keep going, keep going, my brother. You are doing an amazing job. Shout out to um uh, these two other brands that that are that are real close with Garius. You know, I'm sorry I don't know you guys that well, but I do know that you guys are also on your grind, and I see that, and I respect that a lot. The Immortal Clothing brand and the Um Weirdo Clothing Clothing brand. So shout out to you guys and also i call him the 2020 renaissance man because he's literally in everything from filming to to uh having his own podcast rapping and now he's starting his own clothing brand dj you know um don't really know your last name my fault my fault. my brother but you know or he goes by Herbie too, and he he goes through a lot. He goes by a lot of names, but I see you out here too. You're doing your thing. Keep going, man. I believe in it. I believe in all y'all. And for all the rest of this young, for all the rest of these young entrepreneurs out here, you're always gonna have your ups and downs, but don't let that ever stop you. Keep going. Stay, honest, stay humble. Stay dedicated, and it will pay off. So yeah, that's it. That's the show. We ain't got no more. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, a podcast about movies. Coming up next week, one of my personal favorites, I have my own brother, Alex Duran, going to join the, join my uh, show for this one, Hook, 1992, I believe, 1991, Robin Williams, um, Dustin Hoffman, It's a great one. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a blessed week.